Sean, get us started. Get us started here. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Time to chop. Let's chop. Have you noticed that, like, the, the moving, like, when we move the cords, it makes noise? I haven't noticed. I noticed from the, the last episode that my breathing was a little excessive. Aggr- aggressive. I got I to gotta hold the mic away from my, yeah. away from my mouth when I'm away not from talking. Away from my mouth. Away from my mouth. Yes, but I'll try to be better. Um, anyways, the chop. I actually, I mean, this we're chopping and we're talking about chopping. All right, specifically charcuterie boards. Okay. All right, for people that don't know what a charcuterie board is, right? You know, it's a you know, typically a cutting board or something with an array of usually cheeses, fruits, uh, crackers, um, dips, possibly jams. You know, anything really. You can kind of make it your own thing. Um, and recently, I've gotten. Uh, quite into charcuterie boards. Um, it's kind of brought to my attention that it's a really great thing to bring to any kind of gathering or anything like that uh, with a lot of people because it's just a nice hors d'oeuvre. People can come pick at it. You know what I mean? Um, and this past weekend, I had two two gatherings that I went to um, and two charcuterie boards. And the first one, I mean, looked beautiful. Um, and then the second one also looked beautiful. You know, I went with a lot of meats and stuff. And it's all about, you know, you want flow across the board. You know, you want, like, just in a picture, you want leading lines across the, photography, <laughs> okay. the photograph. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, in photography right now uh, as an ed tech. So I know a little <laughs> bit about photography. Yeah. Um, I'll slip that in there. Uh, so like that, just like that, you want, you know, you want it to be attractive, visually pleasing, right? Um, and then, you know, people just attack it and they love it. And yeah. I just wanted to, you know, let people know, you know, if you if you need something to bring charcuterie board, not a bad thought. Expensive yeah. to make. Okay, that was actually literally my next question. Expensive to make. How much was each charcuterie board? Mm. I mean, you're probably. Th- I mean, depending on the products that you get and the quality of the products and how what products you get, you know, you're looking at probably thirty bucks maybe. Okay, charcuterie that's, board. Not, that's not terrible. Like for something to bring to a party, I feel like that's yeah an maybe appropriate a little bit more. But I would assume more. Yeah, probably more. Actually, that's probably yeah. low ball on it. Yeah, I mean, if you but it, because I was making two charcuterie boards back to back, you can use a lot of the same because you might not use mm. all of everything on one charcuterie board. So you can mm-hmm. kind of I can carry over mm-hmm. to the next one. Yeah. So something to keep in mind. Yeah. Save a little bit of money. And um, in cons- when I went to school for construction. When you when you buy stuff, you're always supposed to buy ten percent more of what you need, right? Because like if you like cut a piece of wood too short, right? I'm picturing that with the charcuterie board, where it's like you get that ten percent that you can then use to as fillers for the next one. It all folds over. Yeah, it, all, it folds over to the next quarter. You know, yeah. nothing nothing to think about there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of bring that up, talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I the problem with me and charcuterie boards and why we don't really get along is because I just don't really like cheese. Okay, that's. But like, if there's grapes or meat, I'll eat all that stuff. Crackers? And you had good jams. You brought a good jam, and you had hot honey. Then I love those things. You can put those on anything. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Charcuterie board is cool. It's so mature. You want to look. You want to look mature. It is very mature. Bring a, bring a board of cheese. Yeah, absolutely. Cheeses and meats, like very, very mature, very sophisticated Renaissance man. What would be some other stuff that would you think would be cool to bring or good to bring to a party besides the charcuterie board? Um, if you want really simple, I mean chips, like uh, yep. scoopers, you know, okay. and maybe some queso or yeah. 
for Mike or because uh, yeah. he doesn't eat anything else or salsa for like a regular person. Yeah. Um, I'm leaning more towards the guac. I, I kind of would like mm. to make guac for everything. Okay. Chips come with chips and guac. Guac. Especially I, with like the Hannaford brand chips. Woo. Yep. Game. Like, next level. That brings it to the next level. If you're feeling, you know, ex- you know, excited for this gathering, you really want to impress people, you could make like cheeseburger sliders or something. You know what I mean? So, okay, like so that. this is kind of the territory I was thinking. Like making something. Like I'm, I've heard before in a podcast where it's just like, oh, if you don't know what to bring to a party, just bring a pizza. Just buy pizza, bring a pizza, which seems like bold to me. But what if you made a home, one homemade pizza? Like what you brought one homemade pizza. Is that weird to bring it to a party? You know, I think it it sounds weird, but like nobody at the party is going to be upset or feel any type of way other yeah. than good probably about a pizza coming in. The only thing they're worried about is, oh my god, I hope I get a slice. If you just re if you just call it cheesy bread with sauce, now it's acceptable. I think I it comes like. it comes to the way you cut it. Like say I had a say I had a pizza, right? A, yeah. a circular pizza. Yeah. And I cut it in thin strips all the way down. Sixteenths. Sixteenths and then cut one across and kinda mm-hmm. made just little strips. Now that that's a party. That's a party snack. Yeah. You're not even eating dinner. I anymore. kinda wanna make a pizza for my next party. A fancy pizza, especially if like if you threw some of those fancy meats on it or whatever. Absolutely. I think you could find a good combination of like charcuterie board slash like a charcuterie pizza dude why isn't that a thing well it's funny you mentioned that ryan because after the two charcuterie boards <laughs> on friday and sat uh, friday and sunday yeah. right sunday night we we're making pizzas homemade pizzas had some leftovers to put on the sh- okay put on the pizza i think we're on something big here i do think the char- charcuterie pizza is going that's a big thing dude we it just is. made because like you can get the perfect bite every single time. Like you, if you especially like put the cheeses in the spots on mm-hmm. the pizza, you know you can make sure everyone gets that bite that you're trying to give them. Right. And if you, let me just say, if you're getting really, ex- if you want to get really excited, yeah. right? What I like to do, right? You grab a thing of pesto and a thing of red sauce, right? And oh you can my. do You can do like alternating strips of pesto yeah. and red sauce all the way around. So then in each like slice or each bite, you know you get a little bit of pesto, a little bit of red mm-hmm. sauce, the Italian meats. Touching the roof of your mouth. Oh, 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 so good. It makes you want to dance. Um, yeah, I mean, you can never go wrong with those ingredients. So another thing, what it. I did actually over this Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, everyone belated. Oh, yeah. Um, what I did is I made bread and I made butter and I made a fancy butter. The bread was boring. It's a basic bread. Okay. Right, so that's kind of cool. You know, you bake the bread so it looks prettier as well. But then you kind of focus on like the butters. Like that's what... Like, you know, you can make like a, a cinnamon butter, mm-hmm. you dessert, and then you got like a, I made a garlic and herb chive butter. Okay, so now you got like some flavor. Kind of doing that with a pizza, like you're saying, leave the sauce out and maybe have different, like the pizza, it is maybe just a cheesy bread. And then the sauces are what gives you. Dipping sauces. Dipping sauces for your. Cheesy bread. Can we call it charcuterie pizza just because it's just like, that's like a field like it's modern. Absolutely. Charcuterie pizza. Wow. Well, yeah. Okay. This leads me to, we actually, two episodes ago, we talked about being creative. Yeah. Right? Yep. And we're trying to do, trying to figure out how to, we, we want to say like how to like stimulate creativity, right? And like, I, I, I listened to an Andrew Huberman uh, podcast episode, shout out, obviously, we're not trying to rip anything off. No. Dude, very confusing. Okay. Very well, confusing. Unpack it a little bit. What was... 
so there's two different types of basically thinking that he was talking about. There's divergent and what was it? convergent. Yeah, divergent, convergent. Okay. So like divergent thinking, he, he uses this, this example of like a pen. It's like be like try to think of something creative with a pen. Like just think like when you think pen, give me some ideas. Creative? Yeah. Like like what do you think when you think see a pen? Be creative and like like oh like uh like what? Like, what do you think of it in the pen? Well, I think about the spring, and I think about Ooh. like when you t- if you take the pen off and then you like push the ink cartridge down on the spring and then okay. you let it go. You can okay. shoot it up in the air. Okay. I think the, his question was what can you what else, what can you use a pen for? And I think you actually did answer that. Okay. So you said like a little like shooting mechanism, which is like cool. Yeah. What else can you use a pen for? Mm, to write, yep. obviously. Uh, a nice uh, decoration on a nice shirt if it's a nice pen. Cool. Very yep. cool. A nice pen in a breast pocket. Yep. If, question for you. Just yep. side note on that. Just, if you put a pen in a breast pocket, is it's not the pen's not showing, right? The pen is in the breast the, pocket. The, the 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 arm. Yes. Is out. Okay. Yeah. So that that's divergent thinking, mm-hmm. and it's very the, literally the opposite of convergent thinking. So basically, like, you need both types in order to think. Like, he's like, creativity isn't about coming up with crazy ideas. Mm-hmm. He said, like, you, anyone can think of a crazy idea. Like, a, a, a Christmas tree. I'm looking at a Christmas tree. A Christmas tree that has rockets strapped to the bottom of it. It's like, okay. That's interesting, but it's not creative because there's no purpose. Like, to be creative, it needs to have, like, some sort of meaning as well. Mm, okay. So, like, to try to be more creative, you have to try to think outside the box, but also have it be practical. So, the divergent thinking is good for being, like, no wrong, brainstorming. What can you use a pen for? It's like, all you can use is a doorstop. You can use it. Like you can have, like, red or black ink. You can, like, I like the fashion one that you said. That was very, I thought that was creative. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And there's convergent thinking where it's more, like, analytical and actually using it. So you can have these crazy thoughts, whatever, but, like, making it a real thing. As in, like, basically, like, the hardware of it. How are you actually going to make it work? Like, so it's like, okay, you have the concept of a pen. Like, okay, so it's going to write down, you know, ink. Mm -hmm. But you need to be able to think creatively, conventionally, basically. Okay. To make it happen. So, correct me if I'm wrong here. Mm-hmm. If well, just from what I'm hearing, right? So I'm thinking when I hear divergent thinking was the first one you talked about, right? That's the original. That's like uh, that's when I think said, of squirrel brain ADHD. Okay. Anything goes basically. Okay. I guess I kind of would think about that as like theorize. Like I'm thinking like in sciences or whatever. Yeah. Like if you were more of a divergent thinker, I would think that you'd be more of like a theorist, I guess. Yes. Kind of like, like just trying to figure out crazy ideas. Um, while like a convergent thinker would be more on the engineering side. Exactly. How, like I, there's a theory, this is possible, but how can you bring together hardware exactly. and make it happen? Exactly. I, do you think that's kind of percent. It's much better said than, I said, I'm just, and there's a lot of information and you know how he talks. It's very a lot. I'm like, it's hard to break down unless you have a pen and paper in front Huberman of you. talk be dense. Yes. It's uh, very dense. Said. He uses every single word for every single molecule and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, dude, like, I don't know. Anyways, to like stimulate it, it's weird, man. So it's like, you need to like, it's very dopamine driven. And I guess dopamine isn't kind of what we think it is, where it's like, he's like, dopamine is used for getting the drive to go do something. Right. 
so one of the studies, and obviously he was like, can you use alcohol to be like creative? It's like very low amounts of alcohol. It's like when you're kind of like, you don't like one drink. Yeah. It kind of gets you a little bit loosened up, but then you can still like form a thought. Weed, kind of the same thing. You actually think so divergently that like there's no... Like you think creative and you think you're being so creative, but like there's nothing to it. There's no substance because you're not thinking conventionally. So you're not being creative completely. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like. That's when you hear like uh, people like say like, "Oh yeah, I smoked a bunch of weed." Then I wrote down like a bunch of stuff yes. that night, and it was so good. Yes. And then like the next day, I look at it, and they're like, "What?" Like, yeah, because you're What's thinking so extremely <laughs> and so crazy. It's it's yeah. good for nothing. Mm-hmm. And then he was saying like psilocybin, which he doesn't like say you should do, but like there's some studies saying that's like you can get pretty creative with that stuff. You mm-hmm. know, like microdosing. Yep. Where you don't even like feel anything, whatever. But he's like, if you're trying to think creatively, you can use caffeine. Okay. Caffeine only helps you think conventionally. So let's say you have an idea. You have your business. You, you want to start that YouTube channel of the uh, security analysis. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so you have the thought. You've thought creatively, whatever. Now you need to think logistically. Caffeine's really good at like making whatever neural network work to making that happen, to yep. think about like problem solving. However, the opposite of that, caffeine's not good for thinking divergently. Mm. So if you're trying to think of like crazy ideas and brainstorm, like you should like not have caffeine that morning. Okay. Which is very interesting. One way to be creative. Another thing is he said to, th- he calls it um, non-sleep deep rest. I'm sure you've heard him talk about it before. Basically like meditating. Okay. He said meditating is really good at doing that. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to like think about your breath. He's like literally just like sitting in a room, letting your mind wander and just like kind of feeling the body and like breathing, whatever yeah. can make you feel more creative. A, a kind of a side note off that. I agree with that big time. And like, I feel like for one thing, people aren't willing and I'm the same way, right? Like, I mean, I'm all, I'm sometimes find myself I'm always rushing around right like when I don't have to. Yep. But people are so not willing to just like sit down and just not do anything for like an extended period of time. Right. It's crazy because like and you can say like yeah I can sit down and play on my phone for hours right anybody can do that that's not doing nothing though. And I remember I, we watched this like uh, this documentary in photography actually <laughs> this class is coming to help me today. Yeah. Um, and this guy was talking like he was a. Uh, he was an artist and then like a photographer and he was talking about how his dad used to tell him like when I'm drawing something like I'll go sit down and and stare at the same thing for like five, six hours and like the details that you start to notice as you're stare, like sitting there staring at it trying to draw it and like the little things that you pick up of like even somebody like walking by like the things that you can notice just yeah. from that because you're so like focused on one mm-hmm. thing right like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty incredible and i think a lot of people don't realize yeah that. we're always just going mm-hmm. from one thing to the next absolutely so i think it's like very important to th- sit down and do nothing mm-hmm. and be mindful about that nothing except like, on doing nothing it's kind of like one thing but like especially if you're mindful of it and being like okay i'm gonna take the next five minutes ten minutes and just do nothing which i i don't do very often yeah, you know i you should know. right <laughs> But yeah, man. So it's like, I'm still trying to figure all of this out, all this creative stuff. It doesn't seem very easy. Um, One thing that he said that kind of struck with me is like, think of it every, whenever you describe someone, make sure that you describe it as a verb and not a noun. You know, everyone is creative, right? 
it's just like humans we're just creative mm-hmm. um don't think of like you are creative or you aren't because okay. everyone is right um we're naturally born one way or the other and some people are really good at one way or the other yeah. so maybe you might aren't like as naturally creative but it doesn't mean that you can't it's not like a muscle you can exercise right absolutely um, i feel like that's the same like the more you like research about things in the body and how your brain works and how your body works and how you get better at something like i feel like with everything yeah it kind of comes down to practicing yeah and like it's just a different kind of practice that probably most people aren't accustomed to right Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are just used to you know you practice school stuff right to do tests and then you practice at sports or whatever to play games right but it kind of applies to everything yeah that's why, that. we, that's why we go to school and yeah. just playing sports yeah. is good because it, it relates to life. Yeah. I'm starting to realize that with just like exercising happy thoughts. Mm-hmm. Sounds so silly. But like if I, if I found myself in like a rut for a couple of weeks, like over the summer, it's just like I'm in a rut because all I'm exercising is my negativity part of my brain. So yeah, I'm going to be negative. Mm-hmm. You force yourself to be happy and then you start like not saying, you're only saying happy thoughts to people. And then you become that. It's just very weird. It's very like I don't know if you guys like this talk. I don't yeah. even know if we're making sense. This is, it's very like no I hard think, concept to I kind think of get we're out. making sense. Yeah. And I kind of like the thing with like positive thing. One of the things I do like when people ask me how I'm doing, like a lot of the times I'll I'll always say like living the dream. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you because do. Because even you if do. I'm not like living the dream at that exact moment, right? Yep. If I just say that and like. Speak it into existence, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to live the dream, mm-hmm. talk about being happy and living the dream and yeah. having fun every day. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's all I, that's all I got there. Yeah. Um, kind of going off of con- convergent, divergent thinking. I yeah. think a good example of this would maybe be in a movie that you possibly yeah, watched I know, recently. I know. Huh? Yeah. I watched Oppenheimer. Yeah. And... Oh, this is this is more like heavy stuff that I'm not gonna be able to get out of my head very smoothly. But good movie, yeah, right. Loved it. Very confused. I'm not gonna pretend like I knew what was going on. I had no idea what was going on for the last one third, even one half of the movie. The beginning, I understood it was all about bomb, and I was very focused on the bomb plot. Yep, bomb. We're making a bomb. This is cool. I didn't realize it was gonna be such a political movie. In the second half, so I wasn't really paying attention to the political stuff in the beginning. I was paying more attention to like his like love life and like bomb. Right. So by the time we got to just political, I was like, I have no idea what any of this is. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I went to Reddit and I found out that a bunch of people were in the same boat as me. Right. Weren't paid really like they were kind of just like what happened in that whole last. And like I know it was intense. The music was intense and the lighting was intense and I know it was intense, but I don't know why I was feeling those way. You know what I mean? Well, it's just communism. Yeah, but like. Yeah, being scared of communism. Oh yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't realize just how, like how bad the the Red Scare and people how yeah. scared people were of communism, like right after the war, like yeah. like. It, but before it, it was very. It was a, a good thing. Not necessarily. Not bad though. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad because I watched a documentary after. I was so, I'm so interested in this whole Oppenheimer thing. I watched a documentary, and like. Being a communist or practicing like communism like before, like in the U.S., wasn't like it was like you're weird. Yeah. Um. The FBI was kind of already like, what the hell's going on? I mean, you guys are already thinking about new like type of government. We don't really like that. Mm-hmm. But like, at the time, there's no social media. You're getting all the information from Russia on how amazing it is, and it's like, 
we probably still do that now with like some sort of like cultural stuff where it's like oh we see that this is so good like yeah we should like have some sort of communism here obviously we're in a great depression we're grasping for straws right doesn't seem like a terrible idea mm-hmm. however you flip it after and you see communism and you're like that is the enemy right i think that's a big plot where i didn't really understand because i was like well, how could he even be in communism at the beginning he's a smart guy but he wasn't obviously he didn't say he was part of the party because he's probably smart enough to know like that's not a good idea right yeah i mean i think he i think he sympathized with the communist cause as far as yeah. far as like the individual people you know what i mean because I mean, if you look at the USSR, Russia, or whatever, like when they went to communism, you know, I mean, it was just really bad for the people. Like everybody at the top was fine, right? And yeah. like it worked for them. But I mean, like the millions and millions of people that died or starved to death terrible. or whatever. Like obviously, that, that's terrible. So that's the bad side of it. Um, and I think it was obviously we were friends. We were friends with the USSR during World War Two. We're not yep. friends, but. We needed them to... We had a common enemy. <laughs> right, yeah. We had a common yep. enemy in Germany. And uh, and then after that was over, we kind of saw the writing on the wall. Like, we just carved up Europe and gave the USSR, you know, yeah, all of Eastern Europe. Like, this is going to be a problem. And that's why, you know, we yeah. had East Berlin, West Berlin. I don't know about yeah. all of it, but... Yeah. So, I so think people are just scared. Anyways, so basically... I don't know if you guys watch this movie. Sorry if spoilers. Sorry if you guys don't even watch the movie. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll try to get through it kind of quickly. Everybody knows how it ends. Yep. Um, Straws, like that guy, obviously going for cabinet. The whole like moral, like his whole plot line involved with Oppenheimer was basically just saying, dragging someone's someone else's name through the mud was only going to bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. So what he did to Oppenheimer is he basically, Oppenheimer made him look stupid at some things. He didn't really like him. They disagreed on things and turned Einstein against him, whatever. And he didn't like that. Strauss didn't like that. So he got, he's the one that called him a communist when he really probably wasn't a communist. And like, you think that he was a communist? I, I heard conflicting takes. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think he. I don't think so. I think he just wanted what was best for. I think he was very concerned about what what he had just made. Exactly. So that makes me think like, why would he go give it to another country? It's another right. another argument towards it. Like I think he maybe have caused the Russia to under get the like the nuke, but that was just because he wasn't being like. There's too many variables, so many people involved. Yeah. Like, he, it's not, I don't think it was necessarily his fault. And I actually, another point on this, like, side note from, you know, that book that I talked about a little yeah, while? Yeah, Stalin's War. Yeah. Um, they talked about in the beginning of that book, the VAT, like, the spy network that the Soviets had in the United States yeah. in, like, the 30s and stuff, and the, even in the 20s. Like, I mean, they were ev- like in everything like aerospace and en- like engineering and i know the manhattan project was probably kept pretty well secret but it wouldn't really surprise no. me at all to no. find out that they had somebody there no. because they had like when i say you can read about like they have people everywhere That's and that was throughout so the scary. cold war yeah. like i mean people don't think about it. like we knew the amount that we know about other countries and other countries know about us, especially right now, mm-hmm. is like crazy. Like to keep a secret is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, like it's very difficult. Uh-huh. Yeah, human sources, signals, mm-hmm. like it. So I, I maybe he wasn't like I think he just sympathized for the cause. Like he felt bad yeah. for him, and I yeah. think they just saw that and were like, "No, you can't feel bad for them." 
We're he can't feel bad for what? Communism? Communism. You know what I mean? I don't think... He didn't feel bad for him. He... he the biggest problem with him is obviously he had a bunch of friends that are communists. Mm-hmm. But he donated money to communist parties that were, then that party was donating to whatever. Mm-hmm. Like whatever around the world. Like it was like random causes. Yeah. So like his money was being filtered. He sent his money in the wrong direction basically. Yeah. That got him in trouble. Whatever. That's definitely up for debate. I, I I like to think optimistically. I like to think that's like, you know what? He was an American, born in America. Let's just hope. I'm just so... The whole concept of creating the nuke, like, is the main, biggest moral dilemma that anyone has... Any single person, I think, has ever gone through in the history of the U.S. In the world, I'm sorry. I think his story of like, oh, we know a bomb is possible to be made. There's a big, big bad guy over there that they're working on making it. I don't want to make it, but if I don't make it and they do, we're in big trouble because I'm the like lesser of the two evils, basically. Mm-hmm. That's like the craziest, craziest thing. And like knowing that like you're one of the few smartest people in the world that can make it happen makes it crazy. But then also finding out in this documentary that like when they were trying to figure out where to bomb, like they wanted to bomb Germany, obviously. Then they gave up. Hitler died. Whatever, and they yep. all stopped. They're like, "Well, we still have to drop this bomb to send a message." And it's like, he was still helping on making sure it detonated at the right height to blow up, ruin houses, and kill people to send a message. But it's like, couldn't you just drop the nuke a couple miles outside of the city? Because mm-hmm. like, wouldn't that have sent the same? There's so many like variables where it's just like, I understand you're trying to like. Make no war ever. So you try. You have to send one big bad message. But just like that's people's. Lo- it's like the craziest, like most complicated story I think there ever is, dude. I actually agree with that a lot. I never even thought about that. Like why? Why didn't they? Just what was the significance of those of Nagasaki and Hiroshima? They were trying to make it as painful as possible. Right. For the world, not even for them, dude. They were just trying to say like we have this. We had to flex our muscle. And there's also the, the thing, it's like, yeah, Russia, their, uh, Japan was going to give up. Everyone knows it. Like, you could have taken years. We were destroyed. We were yeah. running up. We were running right off them. Yeah. Like, how many of U.S. citizens would have died? Was that the lesser of two evils to end it quicker? Would 100,000 people have died? It's like, they're, they're civilians. There's, like, it, it's it's been on my mind ever since I watched the movie and ever since I watched the documentary and I've been, like watching videos of like the different nuclear explosions and then like the hydrogen bomb which is just like mm. whoa like mm. you think a nuke's big it's like a nuke it looks like a freaking little baby a sparkler yeah literally like it's nothing yeah it's it's so it's like the i understand how bad the red scare is yeah i would be bugging dude i'd be bugging yeah man it's, it's crazy that we met and now like it's just something we have to deal with forever like the fact that we Dude, have nukes. The best, the best way. The genie's out of the bottle. I know. It's just it's like it's just tough, man. Because like at this point, and now we don't want anybody like regulating it so nobody else gets them. Like yeah. I get it. Same time, it's like I don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't I seem know. Bit, like I know. We literally launched a, you know, the uh, the thing in Iran or whatever where we made there. We packed them and ruined all yeah. of their you know like that like that doesn't i mean i get it it's very i don't want them to have nukes either but yeah like, yeah i don't know it's so complicated it's very 
it's very fun to think about if you don't think about it too much. You start thinking about it too much, mm-hmm. and you're like, it's very, it's very scary stuff. I'm glad we have them, and I'm glad we got them first. That's I mean, yeah, me as too. Sad, I mean, as terrible as no, no, absolutely. Obviously. I think I think everyone would say that you, if they're gonna be out there, you'd want them first. You right. want your your homeboys to have them absolutely. First. And mm-hmm. I am I'm a little biased. I'm American, so yeah, that's reasonable. I yeah. think. Yeah. Okay. Very, very. Yeah, we're wearing glasses today, and I think that's why. Let's get into our heads. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's really let's flip a switch here. Okay. Let's go to something more our speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very our speed. The, those kind of discussions. Yeah. However, podcast. Let's bring it back to our podcast. Okay. Am I the asshole? The am I the asshole of last week? Gave very you, excited to give you guys this. a little sneak peek last week. Uh, the title is, Am I the Asshole for Splitting the Bill at Dinner and Not Letting My Boyfriend Pretend He Paid? Okay. Okay. Let's read. Let's get it. I, 24-year-old female, have been dating Ben, 26-year-old male, for eight months. For, ta- co- for context, Ben and I are from different income brackets, and Ben has expressed that he sometimes feels a little bit weird about this because he is a gentleman at heart but he says it's hard to treat me since I'm not really impressed by his gestures. Kind of a run-on sentence, but it's okay. I've said many times that I'm not concerned about these kinds of things either way, but it comes up periodically. Last night, Ben and I went to dinner with six of my friends. There were three men in total and five women. At the end of the dinner, the two guys, Max and Harry, said they would get the bill, as the guys usually do when we're out. It's a whole different discussion. Ben (laughs) quietly said to me that he wasn't really comfortable with the guys paying for his dinner, so I said I'd chip in with his bill. Ben said, thank you, but but could he chip in and then I could pay him back afterwards because he didn't want them to know I was paying. This struck me as totally absurd because firstly, it's an unnecessary step. Second, even split the cost... Even split the cost was something I wasn't sure he would realistically be able to cover. Yeah. that's. Uh... And third, I felt like he was trying to enter a pissing contest with my friends, which was just childish. I said no. I would just pay and then turned to everyone and said I'd chip in a third of the bill. No one batted an eyelid. But Ben was sulking. He's now mad at me, saying I emasculated him and made him look bad (laughs) in front of my friends. I think he's over-dramatizing it because my friends couldn't care less and he needs to get over himself. Am I in the wrong for not letting him save face? Save face in the pissing contest. Being a man, it's not easy. It's so good, dude. This is is a very tough one. I agree. Yeah. Um... I really, really see both sides. Um, I'm hoping by the end we can definitively have an asshole here. I don't want to say they're both being an asshole. I think we should keep talking until we have who is wrong. Okay. First thing I want to unpack is the there are three men in total, five women. Max and Harry, they, they, the guys usually get the bill when they go out. <laughs> this How? is a whole different dude. I, hmm, I don't know. You know... I'm I'm like I'm a little I want to tread lightly on this one. Yep. You know. I I don't think my 
thoughts are controversial. However, I do get scared that they would come out controversial. You know, okay, I, I've been known to say that. I'll they protect you. Okay. I'll protect you. Like, we like chivalry and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the guys paying for the bill for all the women is great. That's Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Fucking love it. Every single time, though, mm-hmm. that is where I think it's a little weird. Especially because we live in a time of equality. Absolutely. And we, and we like the idea of things being equal. Right. Doing it every time, I think, kind of gets away from the polite act versus it being just the norm. Yes. And the girls, oh, now there's there, there's five girls and three guys. What, next time is it going to be six girls yeah, and three what? guys? Like, Word's going to get out. Where it's gonna get out? <laughs> Free food. <laughs> Free food. I would go. I would go. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, kind of, kind of what? Uh, I might get. I, you protect me now. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> so, like, what you're kind of saying, like, with equality, I agree with that. And in my eyes, right? Like, maybe back in 1950, you know, the guys would pay for the bill every time. Yep. Or maybe let's go back further. Let's go like 1930, okay? okay? Maybe the guys would pay for the bill every time, right? Because there wasn't equality that we have in the country right now. And for the most part, women could not get as good of paying yeah. jobs as yeah. men. So they just didn't have enough, like didn't have much money, yeah. um, which obviously it's good that, it's, that we fixed it. But, or, but yeah. Well, oh god! <laughs> I know, I know. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to protect you. You know, like it's, we're getting, we're close. It's good that we're trying to fix it. Okay, um, here we go. But that being said, there are plenty of women that have very good paying jobs and can provide for themselves just fine. And I'm sure they would not mind paying for dinner every once in a while. I know, you know, and I don't, and I think that should be expected. Absolutely, because you're eating, and you're not eating for free every yeah. damn night. You Absolutely, got me? yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at there, and I think it also has to do right. In this specific situation, right? It's three ver- three v five. Yeah, <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. Like if it was four guys and then four girls, right? Maybe like a couple's date or something. Yeah. I wouldn't really bat an eye or bat bat an eyelid, as uh, <laughs> she says, uh, at the thought of the guys paying for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But this, when it's five on three like that, yeah, it it's a little bit off. And like you said, though, one more thing. Yeah, I would love, I would love to be able to pay for the whole bill every time. <laughs> yeah. I would love to do yeah. that, but unfortunately, you can't on a no. Tech Three salary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's where we're at. All right, yeah. so you're gonna have to bite the bill yeah. sooner or later. My my mentality with the whole paying for everyone's bill, uh, if, if I may add, all the girls. It's like I might be dating one of you. I'm not dating all of you, right. you know, I'll do a nice favor. Like I'll do like something nice, you know, and like pay for the bill maybe once. But like after that, like I'm not dating you guys. Why do I need to impress you guys? I didn't sign up for this. Like if we're friends, it's not friendly for me to pay for everything. It's not friendly. True. It's flirtatious. It's like chivalrous. Like it's like, yes. it's not supposed to be like, it doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, when I go out to dinner with Ryan, I'm not assuming that in a bunch of our boys, yeah. you know, I'm not assuming Ryan's going to pick up the bill. No. You know what I mean? No. So, it's like, I don't know. It's I, 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 I'm not a fan. I think there's no problem paying for the meal sometimes, right. but whatever. Okay. 
Don't I, set a precedent. Yes, I think that's covered. I think we're good, right? Okay. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good there. I'm okay. good there. I feel good about it. Good. Okay, so now going back to you know the main topic yep. of discussion, yep. right? So my initial thoughts are that I don't know if I would... I would have just paid for it or like like said like I don't mind like getting it or whatever even if I was like broke or whatever I didn't have much money and then maybe after dinner after we've left the restaurant maybe have a conversation then so he couldn't afford it though like in that I think he was trying to get a payment plan with his girlfriend to basically be like I think he's so broke that's what let's say she's 100% true I think he's so broke he had to use her card and then she was even saying I don't think he could repay me if he did she she said, I don't even think he could pay it if the bill was split yes. between us. Okay. So maybe it was a very expensive restaurant, let's say. Let's say he's very broke, very expensive restaurant. Like, he could only afford for his, him and his girlfriend, maybe. Yeah. But now they're paying for a bunch of people. So it's like, I don't think that was even an option. Okay. So I think that's why he was trying to, like, hey, can you give me your card? Nudge, nudge, so I can be one of the boys. Yep. So it's like, actually, now that we've talked about the whole guys paying for this whole thing it kind of changed my perspective because now i'm like okay if this is what we are doing if this is what the guys are doing and we're gonna play this like oh nice guy chivalry old-fashioned thing then i think you should give your boyfriend the card yeah it's like i think it's a douchey thing to like i think i think she was emasculating him I think, yeah i know i think she i kind of tend on the side of of she's the, she's the douchebag and he's not because like i get it it's weird to be like hey like can i have your car or whatever but like if he's gonna ask you that like obviously it means a good amount to him yeah to not like and that would be embarrassing right you think about it like, yeah so i'm not saying it's the right thing to do necessarily but if he's willing to ask for it and like so okay so here's another angle though why did he offer to pay at all the other two guys said that they would split it right he didn't have to say like he could have said he could have set up the table and said guys i can't afford it right now which like i don't know why that's like frowned upon why we can't talk about that kind of stuff in society i think that should be way more normalized besides besides point right like she didn't have to pay for that either she could have said no i'm not doing that and then that's that. The two guys pay. They get a free meal. They both win. Instead, she, instead, she said, I'll split it the third way because my boyfriend can't do it. I will. I'll be the third man here. Yep. Like, I think she's a douchebag. I think she's a douchebag. I think she made a bigger scene. Just be like, just nudge him and say, no, I'm not giving him a fucking card. Yeah. Then, then, Okay. Nobody's a douchebag. Right. He tried. He can't pay. She knows that he sucks with money. Maybe. Let's just say that's the case. Even if he does suck with money, mm-hmm. you don't need to stand up and announce to everyone. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, I agree. I think it was I think he was stupid. He was stupid <laughs> to say that like he wanted to split the bill with the three of them. Right? Yes. That was dumb. That was dumb. All right. You dumb. Ben. Mm-hmm. That was dumb. Yep. All right. But she is an asshole for how she handled the situation after yep. and how it seems like she's reacting to yep. it. She doesn't seem pleased. Yeah. She wanted to read it and wrote something. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see what, what people, people think. say think of this. And I hope that like people are on our side because like 
I don't know. It makes it makes a lot. This makes a lot of sense to me. It which makes, is like, the whole chivalry thing's dumb. All right, that's a thing. We wish it wasn't a thing. However, they're playing that game. But why did he try to play? But then why did he try to play? Why did he try? Why to did play? he try to play don't that play game? Play a game you don't know how to play, brother. Dummy. Dummy. Okay. And then she was being that. Okay. We. we yes. He a dummy. Yes. She an asshole. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's really, really good. I think we broke that pretty down. happy with the way we broke that down. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I feel pretty. Good. I'm. I'm very happy we started with the the whole chivalry thing. Yes. I think that was a good way to. Yeah, start I didn't think it was important, but it was important. It was very, very important. important. Very important. Very, very. Okay. Important. Awesome. Well, hey, we're running short on time. We put up an Instagram poll. Yep. Of. Shit what do you guys want us to talk about? Yep. I was very disappointed you guys didn't pick composting. We'll talk about that. I don't know. Let's That's figure that point. out. Yep. Um, what did win was Open AI. You guys want us to talk about Open AI? Yes. Um, Sean, get us started on what Open AI is. Okay. So. OpenAI is a artificial intelligence company that began back in like 2014 or so, I believe. Um, it was initially Elon Musk was one of those co-founders, him, Sam Altman, and then maybe one other guy. Okay. And they wanted to start it as an open source artificial intelligence company that would make... Hence the name. Hence the name, right? That would make uh, uh, AI tools... For like businesses or what, or not even businesses. Like it was more of a research. It was a nonprofit to start, right? Yep. And they wanted to research, and their kind of their main goal was to make sure that the deployment of artificial intelligence is done in a safe and regulated manner. Yeah. And that was kind of their goal at the start. Since then, they have changed over to a profit, a profit for profit business model, right? And I think Microsoft own or has a big stake in the company. They've done, they've funded them a lot. They sent, I think, ten billion dollars to them. Yes, that I don't think they can like pocket. Right, it's but just it's like funding. To, it's funding yeah. for the whole concept of AI, basically. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep, and they've then been doing very well from themselves. They've come up with like very uh, impressive tools. Obviously, the most well known right is ChatGPT. A lot of people have used it. Like in the first few weeks, it was like the fastest growing. Uh, platform yeah. ever like if yep. you look at the charts of that versus facebook or instagram or any of those like it's unbelievable and everybody was on it and basically what it is it's a lar- large language model and what it does is it's it's trained on a bunch of data a bunch of text data right like i'm talking about like all over the internet conversations articles everything right and it's trained on all this and it gets a sense of what words go where in sentences and stuff like that and sentence structure what words to use where and and stuff like that basically and it's really good at it and based off that training right after the initial training it goes through another step of like with human feedback right it'll give you a response and then the the human feedbackers rate the responses to kind of give it more reinforcement of what what we want it to do and then basically when you type something in the chat gpt and give it a prompt it looks at the prompt and then when it's writing the prompt all it is is it's just uh it's basically just statistical software that predicts the next word after that following word i'm sure there's more going like into it right? oh yeah this is just kind of a yep. base level but basically it just predicts the next word after each word and then makes a sentence obviously it probably has to think about like 
the sentence structure and everything like that. But that's basically what it is. It's just like kind of statistically what word should go next and what makes sense to answer your question. But how does it know, like if I say like, hey, tell me about um, how acorns are growing on trees. Mm-hmm. How does it know to stay on the acorn topic and not just like the, when you're like typing on a text message, you know, the suggestion box, mm-hmm. you're just like spamming that. Yep. How does it know to stay on the subject of like acorns and not just like pop, 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 pop? I think it has an ability, I believe, to like in your prompts, it can pick out keywords that it thinks are important. And then kind of focus on those, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's how they okay. do it. I'm guessing. Okay. Uh, but I don't know for sure. In anyways, so they did that, right? And they're still doing that, researching and, and trying to make new products with the goal of making AGI, artificial general intelligence, which would be a intelligence that could do things that humans could do or better than humans could do. Yep. Like everything. Um, and recently, in recent news, the CEO got fired right sam altman he got fired for like two days right and it was a big thing they were wondering apparently there was a disagreement with him and the board yep and the board elected to fire him right and this is kind of a kind of impressive on his part i guess like the day after they fired him 700 or so of the employees at OpenAI, and i don't think there are many more than that said we're gonna quit we're gonna leave and then I think Microsoft was like, okay, we'll hire all of them, but like, you don't really want to. And then they ended up, it just made more sense to just bring Sam Altman back. He, he got brought back on. He's why was it? Why did he get fired? What did he do? They said, they, it's like kind of like not super disclosed, but they said it was several disagreements with the board as far as like rolling out products, safety concerns, stuff like that. There was a, there was rumors about a, like a new program they were working on called QSTAR, which was more of a logically thinking uh, AI bot, I guess, that could solve basic math, pro- like elementary math problems without ever seeing those, like anything like those problems before. So not even being trained on like two plus two. So it doesn't like, it just figures it out like logically how to do it. Whoa. And like, I don't like, we don't know if that's a real thing, right? That's just like the report yeah. that came out. And apparently there were concerns around that, like being, a little too intense. You don't want to think. You for don't itself. want it to think like because that's like the biggest thing, right? Like I said, just being able to statistically say what word comes next—that's impressive to do really well and as well as they do it. But if it can think logically and like math is logic, just like step by step, right? And sometimes you need f- <laughs> four steps to do. You know, yeah, that's it's a scary. lot more complicated yeah. if you think about it. Yep. Um, so that's kind of what's going on there. But hopefully, so we. This is kind of stupid. We can think logically about math or no, we are told two plus two equals four. Is it different? Is it like like breaking it down and being like, why does two plus two equal four? Like most people don't understand that. I think it's more like, like it's like, I think it's, I would guess it has something to do with like proofs and understanding the basics. But we can do, we can do that as humans, right? Mm -hmm. Like we can do math to be like, this is why two plus two equals four. Yes. Interesting. I'm very curious to see what that would look like. I think like. Well, it's it all like math kind of in a lot of things come down to like you have like things that are known like I think you call them like axioms or whatever mm-hmm. and like different stuff like that where you know this is true right and then based off those like basic building blocks yeah you can prove everything is true so like jeez if you, Holy like, if you look at math right like there aren't that I'm sure there are a good amount of them but I mean there probably aren't that many like things that have to be true to do all of mathematics. Interesting. 
very like one equals one. That must be one. That must like be one. I, one. I know there's something about zero probably, and yep. there's something about like I don't even know to be honest. Like yeah. I mean, like you could look it up. But. Wow, crazy. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Very cool stuff. I, 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 yeah, I learned a lot there. Um, when I looked it up, I was, I was, I, I think very monetarily. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, how do they make money? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's exactly that. Like Microsoft basically gives them a bunch of funding to probably get a bunch of their stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then obviously they have like different levels of chat that like the faster or prioritized ones. Yep. You can pay for the um, higher end ones or like. I think uh, like selling it to like Snapchat and stuff. I think that seems to be like another way to make money. Yeah, I think that's more and more now. I think yeah. different companies want them to integrate their technologies into what technology yeah. they already yeah. are using to make it go faster. Yeah. And so be more productive. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, you think like oh, switching for profit, kind of negative, but like they're getting a lot more money to be able to do a lot more things. So right. Maybe not so much. Um, well, it's tough to be a nonprofit yeah. for too long, right? Yeah. Because like. I mean, obviously, nonprofits are good. Like certain ones, I don't, I don't know about all of them, but, uh, but at a certain point, it's hard to get investments if you're gonna say, like, you can only ask like this, yeah. invest for the good of the world so many times yeah. before people are like, give me a little something yeah. back, yeah, please, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, I think what you had to say, I mean, that was very impressive. Your real breakdown, that that was very good. Thank you. I hope it was. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the gist of it. You made great sense. I promise. Okay. I promise. I'll listen back. Yeah. All right. Um. Great. Well, hey, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, maybe we won't wear these glasses all the time because... Let us know. Very, very... Technical. Technical. Yeah. But I like the little gap we had, the little break. I think that was some of our strongest. <laughs> uh, who's the asshole there is? Yeah. Um, yeah. We look forward to... Road to 100. Road to 100. Love Keep us going. Yeah,